Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today in the food space. I can't even wait. You're going to hear all about Icon Meals. My guest, Todd Abrams, is on. Todd, so great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, appreciate uh, the offer to come on and uh, excited to talk to you. Dude, I, I'm excited about this space. I mean, it's it's got to be exploding right now, at least from what I've seen. I can't wait to ask you what you've seen, not only through the last two or three years, but in terms of where it's going. Um, before we get there, though, before we even jump into product and your business, share a little bit about your background before launching the brand. Talk about the things that you were doing. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, a little bit interesting, right? Not in, in the space, like just coming into another offering. So uh, weird, grew up in a weird space, grew up in the funeral industry, actually. My dad owns uh, funeral homes and cemeteries, so that's a big jump. Um, didn't get directly into that industry, but my first business was in the technology space. So we uh, did application development, software development in that space and uh, sold that business. That was sort of early on before, I'll call it websites and email and stuff back then. And um, so they told me that technology wouldn't work in that industry as well. So uh, I work in that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had seen that but, back around 2000, I think, when you were doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so from there, um, we got into um, another company I had called Layer Technologies, which was, um, again, application development, but more on the uh, cloud computing space. So I'm sure all your listeners are familiar with uh, WordPress. So we were the, the first ever to host WordPress. Oh, wow. Matt Gray back in the That's kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah. When Matt was still working at CNET, had his uh, couple servers with us before they started. And uh, fast forward 14 years later, there was a, a large chunk of the internet hosted in our backbone based on WordPress, but um, did a lot of the PCI compliance um, back in the day hosting, um, did some cybersecurity, a bunch of federal work. We sold that company back in 2014 to Datapipe. We sold to the interaction. Got it. Very familiar with that. I actually work around the tech space today. Um, yeah. So very, very cool. And so here you are in meal delivery. I mean, one of the, like I said, hot, hot spaces right now. I mean, there's some really, there's some good brands, a lot of, a lot of growth potential, you know, a lot of people working different routines now. Um, what got you into this space? Like, well, how did sure. you decide to, to even jump into this industry? Yeah, a lot of people say, hey, application development software. And then, right. I mean, <laughs> they're so similar. Crazy, but yeah, a quote for me, it's more a passion project. Like, if you backtrack, I've never really had a, quote, a, a real job, right? I've sort of had always worked for myself. I'm not sure if I'm even full, probably um, employable. <laughs> but from that standpoint, um, really, I grew up being the fat kid. So, my nickname in, in sort of adolescence and all through high school was Lumpy. So, um, played hockey, played lots of sports, loved everything, loved food, right? Didn't know. Anything else? I thought, hey, working out meant going to the gym and then feeding your body with whatever would fit in your uh, in that pie <laughs> hole. So from that standpoint, um, really fast forward, I got um, a bad case of mono when I was probably 19 years old, 18 years old, just before I went to college, and I was in intensive care for two and a half weeks, lost 41 plus pounds, wow. and that was sort of the the change that I'll call it. Never went back to being lumpy. It wasn't necessarily hey, in the shape I am in today, but it was uh, sort of a something that triggered that, and then. Um, fast forward over the next few years, I didn't really sort of get into really good shape until I was had kids, et cetera, probably mid thirties. Um, but it was really understanding what food can do for you. And that's like, when I say the passion project, it's more, I look at food as a tool or a resource that people can use to really change their life if they really understand how to use it. And I think that's, that's part of the, the education process. 
And as you said, um, there are a lot of brands in the industry. We started almost like six years ago. And back then there was brands, but that was one of the things that got me to start. I had some friends that owned a company. I didn't like what they were doing. They were using preservatives, all this other stuff in there. And I'm picky and I, I wanted um, to make my own meals. I wanted custom meals, right? Sure. So that's how we started the company. Um, met my uh, partner who was a uh, head chef, Omni Hotels, um, Four Seasons, catering background, et cetera. Um, grew up in a Hispanic culinary background. So it was, and just, it was a good mesh. And we started doing custom meals. So when I say custom meals, they're really picking your, your um, protein, your carb, your veggie, et cetera, your portion size, building it to your dietary requirements or um, specific um, macros, right? And that's, again, how we launched it. Um, we made a, a bunch of packs to really do uh, some things different. So again, we don't use any, I'll call it frozen, no pre-cuts, et cetera. So um, I know we'll talk about that yeah. a little later on the differentiators, but it was a few things we've done a lot differently to start and then we'll get a signature menu, et cetera. It's really cool. Yeah, you, there's the weekly menu, there's meal boxes, custom meals. Um, when you first got started, though, I totally totally makes sense now in terms of the interest and passion around it. It's one thing to have an idea here and another to like <laughs> make a prepared meal that has multiple components that's fresh in, in all the things that go into deliver it. I mean, that's not yeah. simple, right? You're not like jarring salsa and sh- selling the jar. I mean, this is fresh food. So like... What were the first steps to get started? Did you choose like a market or a segment or a certain type of meal? Like, what did that look like? Yeah, not really any of the above, right? <laughs> so it was all, um, we're, we're based in Texas. Yep. And uh, again, we, so outside of like um, the technology space and stuff, I'll call it passion or hobbies or stuff, is really was working out, was training. We, my family and my wife, we live a healthy lifestyle. She's big in the yoga community. But I also, after I said that sort of transformation really to me in my mid, 30s. I uh, got my pro card in men's physique in um, international. So IFBB had my pro card since 2012. And we knew a lot of like, I'll call it um, health food stores, had a lot of um, through my network. Sure. So we started looking at, hey, what could we do with different facilities, not knowing anything about regulation, about USDA or FDA or anything. And right. <laughs> we just thought, hey, we're going to make meals and it's real simple and you're going to sell and everyone's going to leave you alone. And if I knew uh, now, <laughs> six what right. I Six Not years so ago, simple, I now, right? Probably be, yeah, I probably wouldn't be in the perishable food space. But yeah, so we started basically just um, direct consumer online. Perfect. Um, pretty much, I'll call it in the Texas market. Quickly, though, we expanded and um, started doing FedEx and other deliveries sure. um, all across North America. And I think that was a, an eye opener. And I look at it now, it's, I think there's a lot of companies that are local and I don't know, you see companies popping up every day, right? It's not apples to apples, but either have to in this industry, as you know, you've been in it, is stay small and local or grow big and then regionally or, or like North America wise, but you get, it's sort of my, I look at, I don't know, I look at why I started the business. In any business I start, I always have to have two things, right? I always have to have one recurring or residual revenue. Sure. And I look at food as that residual recurring revenue because it's not like a supplement or a product that someone's buying once That's a right. month. Typically, our average rebuy rate is 78 to 82%. Wow. So you have people averaging amazing. buying about three to four times a, a yep. month, right? Um, and then also, the other thing, you have to have a solution to a problem. And the solution I looked at as when I started Icon Meals was really the element of convenience, okay? Sure, there was the Blue Aprons and other names I won't put in there, but that were meal kits, and they're great. And a lot of people love doing that, and they love the cooking aspect. But again, 
everyone's time is of the essence, right? You're, you value your time. So we wanted to allow people to focus on what they're good at doing. And even though they enjoyed doing that, that 15 to 45 minutes after the maybe a couple of weeks got to be a headache, right? Totally. So totally. we can provide fresh meals conveniently to be reheated within one to three minutes. Um, anywhere pretty much in North America, we thought that was that solution. Powerful. So. It's powerful. Yeah. And um, one nice thing about your product is it ships in a refrigerated container, so it doesn't need to be on a truck that's refrigerated. That means you can ship it anywhere. Um, talk about your process. You call it the iconic process. I think it's kind of cool, but give our, our audience a sense for how it works. Yeah. So from the, the food standpoint, people can go online. Um, again, we have zero salespeople. For, so for six years, you basically built it online through our affiliate network and then just different online social media platforms. And come on, they can build their own meals. So we could go pick from our, we have a signature menu, which is roughly 30 different meals on a weekly basis. Um, we used to do a complete rotation of 30 meals every week, which we quickly learned that <laughs> that's that was a lot. Not the easiest <laughs> that's to do. a lot, so, yeah. yeah. So we rotate out, I believe six to eight meals um, right now every week, just to give some variety. Um, we have, I'll call it the staples, and then we do a complete menu overhaul, uh, typically quarterly. Got it. So you can pick from our signature menu. When I say signature menu, these are chef prepared. Um, so from our, our nutritionists and, and chefs, different options. So that might be, I don't know, different lasagnas. There's some handhelds, et cetera. Um, and again, all those are, are healthy, balanced options. So typically a four ounce protein portion, typically 26 to 42 grams of protein, et cetera. Or you can build from a custom menu. And custom menu is what I talked about why we started it, where you can go pick your protein from eight different proteins. You can pick from a carb. You can pick if you don't want carbs, double veggies, et cetera, but building it to your exact specific macro. So if you're working with a trainer or you have dietary requirements or allergies, you can build around all those pieces. And um, the difference there is custom meals are only going to be like basically cooked no oils, no seasonings, anything, right? It's just whole foods that would be grilled, baked, boiled, steamed, where on our signature menu, they're all still healthy, low sodium, but you're going to have the sauces or whatever that recipe calls for, sure. right? And uh, it outlines everything. So on the either the signature meals or the custom meals, we have every single ingredient, all your macros. The difference is for custom meals, it would say my name. So Todd Abrams, it would have my macros, specifically what it is, tailored a VIP experience for you. Um, you can also pick from a la carte, which would be sort of we have proteins, carbs, um, some different options by the pan, more family style. So typically feeds four to six people. Um, and then again, we have our snack line. So if you divide the business, it's sort of the meals. And then back in 15, end of 15, we started with um, some snacks. We have high protein snacks. So typically our snacks will have minimum of 10 grams of protein per serving. Um, the only thing outside of that, that snack line, so we have like protein popcorn, Wagyu beef bars. We have a high protein chip, high protein coffee with nootropic. We have... Um, I don't know, there's a bunch of other things there. We have our own seasoning line. So the seasonings complement the meals. Wow. We had a bunch of different companies that um, a lot of people were using seasonings. I'm like, no, let's, let's do our own. own. So our <laughs> Why not? Right. Yeah, so we have some crazy flavors there. Um, we also are about to drop in February. We have our own sauce line coming in. Very so we nice. have uh, some different barbecue sauces and hot sauces dropping. Um, but again, sort of different things to complement. And really look at if you're from a business angle, how do you add value, but also increase your average order value, sure. provide more. So again, um, I, I think a lot of our um, clientele was a lot of business travelers. So when you pick your meals and stuff, we're one of only, I think, a couple of companies that you can actually schedule it on a calendar. So you can pick the date. Um, it used to be up to two months in advance. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's probably six weeks to two months in advance right Got now it. still. So let's say you were, I don't know, doing podcasts or you're working with different companies all across the U.S., where you might be in San Diego, New York, sure. Arizona, you can schedule out your meals to be showing up at different oh, hotels. Oh, that's crazy. Ahead of time. That's actually kind of um, cool. 
yeah, so again, we do that. We still ship five days a week where a lot of the companies um, in our space only ship once a week. Right. So again, overnight next day um, can show up. So interesting. Okay, so a couple a couple questions, and and for those that haven't been to iconmeals.com, uh, uh, you should go check it out. I mean, some of these items look amazing. Che- the cheeseburger mix up. Oh, here's a couple of things. A couple of them that have really great reviews. Um, the cheeseburger mix up, pulled chicken bowl, cilantro lime rice, yum. Um, sa- uh, sa- salmon saffron rice and green beans, almost five stars. Um, <laughs> it's pretty chopped beef brisket and cheesy cauliflower. It's amazing. Okay. So question though, before I get too much ahead, like how did you figure out someone to like put these together and the, how much of each of to put into the plates and these plastic, like how did you figure that out? Yes. We ended up hiring a team, right? You, you quickly learn that you can't do everything yourself and it's not, Hey, like, um, grandma's home cooking her. So my partner, Danny, he's great with the recipes Got and it. the taste and stuff. But one thing we had to do is reel those macros back in because he's used to, Hey, great tasting food, but those macros don't necessarily fit. Right. right? <laughs> so, um, we, we hired on nutritionists. We had some other people had, um, internally, some of the people that were on our team had some background, including myself just in dietary and stuff. But again, you soon learn that you need people with degrees and different things doing that to really, uh, call it, legitimize what you're doing. Right. So again, um, working with different people. There's a lot of software in the industry as well. There's not software for the back end. That's one thing. Right. That it helped with my background. We rewrote re- all our own kitchen management software. The operational um, part originally of it. We, yeah. Yeah. We built our platform on um, uh, Woopra, uh, sorry, um, WordPress and um, WooCommerce originally quickly determined that that couldn't scale. Um, so again, wrote a lot of custom codes. Everything's still today, even though the, the background's sort of Shopify plus, everything's hacked sure. to, together. To make it work. Um, yeah, but from that standpoint, there's um, where I was going was there's certain standards in the industry that are used for like macros and dietary requirements that are accepted by USDA. And um, so those are things that we tools that we put in place. And then again, we made all our um, signature meals a certain portion size. So again, four ounce protein portion. There's a lot of people that use less in, in, the, in the industry, like sort of three ounce and stuff. So all ours are standardized on four Got ounce it. protein portion, X amount of carbs, X amount of veggies, if it's a, a signature, and then they're built around a, a standard platform. Got it. Yeah. So, okay. So here's an interesting question. So, and something I'm guessing you're challenged with. So you got to have the raw materials and I'm guessing you have, do you have one kitchen or a location where you put meals together or do you have more than one? Yeah, so the main one is in uh, in Dallas. We have thirty three thousand square foot commissary. Perfect. Here. So if if um, you, I'm sure there's some sort of algorithms you're using to know how many beef medallions and saffron rice and green beans you need for the number of orders you're expecting. Do you ever run out of stuff? And if so, how do you handle that with a customer that orders something that you don't have any more of? Yeah, so we have learned a lot. Um, again, you'd run, and it goes back to packaging and stuff as well, right? Because um, when we started, everything was called clamshell. And for your listeners, clamshell is basically a container that you put a lid on and get freezer burn. You get a bunch right. of not so good things in that <laughs> in that container and you typically get three-day shelf life, right? right? So um, we invested early on in what we call cryovac um, packaging or vacuum seal technology. So we get a, a roughly a 12-day shelf life. Oh, very nice. Um, you actually great. get longer, but we put 12 days um, or freeze by. So if you freeze by, you get like six months plus. Got right? it. Um, but from that standpoint, it's really, we have, like I, I mentioned, we wrote our own software. So we have like almost like an algorithm that's based on forecasting. So for our signature meals, it's different than our custom because customer built based on you as a user ordering meals, right? There's a cutoff time. So our cutoff time is roughly, it's midnight the day before it cuts off. Okay. It r- drops reports to our kitchen. So we have like three different shifts that are running. You're basically running a cook shift. So you're cooking all the, I'll call it the, the main ingredients, all the proteins, all the carbs, veggies, right? The underlying elements. 
Um, and then, you know, on historical, because that's sort of giving you trends on a daily basis. So we have a, a historical and then that's actually taking your daily. So if you had a big spike one day, it can be accommodated because you, you're, you're building a base and then you're just adjusting based on what comes in for our signatures. It's just sort of like, okay, if you expect, we have a basis that starts the week. So say it's, I don't know, X amount of thousands of meals, right? On Sunday. And then you're going up and down on a, a daily basis. So 700 of these are sold, the restock, it's just like a grocery sure. store, but it's sort of an algorithm that gives you a base that we've written. And then you're building from there. And based on the time frame, so that cutoff is again, midnight, and then it gives you the day after. So my guys have that, that time. If you went back to my, my partner, he'd say, hey, we want two more days, but that doesn't right. really work real well. For the <laughs> right, guys, so. I get it. Right. Um, and how do you, so when you launched, how did you get people to know even that the service existed? Did you have to do a lot of marketing? Marketing or branding? Like, how did you kind of get yeah. started? It's been for us. We've been, I, I said, blessed or lucky. We haven't spent, like, we're not the guys that are spending tons of money on, um, again, it's been lean and mean, right? So even though my other companies have raised a lot of money, we haven't done, we've pretty much done everything ourselves here to date. So from that standpoint, we, it was word of mouth. And again, we did it almost like, I'll call it a network marketing model where you're building our influencers and affiliate base. So we did it through those and then we will retarget into their Got audiences. It. So that's been a lot more that uh, it's worked well for us rather than going just cold market where they're like, who the heck's <laughs> right. icon meals? Totally. Yeah. If you go through someone, as you know, that has that base, um, then there's the likeness, there's the trust, the et cetera, loyalty. So that's how we've done it. We did podcasts, but a lot of it was built through social media, sure. so through Instagram, through um, Facebook, et cetera. Really, really cool. And when you look at your consumers, do you find they buy a certain number? What's the standard uh, buyer or shopper or consumer? Are they buying five meals a week? Are they buying for a month? Like, What does that look like? Or does it not a standard? Are you able to segment you know, people into groups like that? Yes, yeah, so your main um, user for us, so typically you're you can get into average order value and stuff, but your average order value runs like somewhere in 170-ish just on the meals. And that's typically going to be your 20 to 24 meals. So most people are ordering assault once a week, right? So that gives you an order for your, your week, right? And that might be five meals plus two breakfasts or seven meals. Like, again, depending on how they split their week. But again, three to four meals typically a day. Um, we find a lot of users, we do have some breakfast, but a lot of users on custom plans or whatever, are going to still do their own breakfast. But then they're typically taking our, our entrees for that. Sure. We have also, especially after last year and a half of COVID, a lot of families. So it's just a lot of people that don't want to cook right. Right? or they don't have totally. the time. It's much easier for mom, dad, and kids to have different things. So maybe mom's vegan and she's building her custom meals that are vegan. And maybe dad's, I don't know, carnivore, <laughs> but he loves right. the different meat options and stuff we have. And then you have the kids that are loving the, the protein pancakes and the mac and cheese and different pieces. So again, and we've done a lot over that. We've shifted different models where you have like family boxes and stuff, especially last year during COVID where we would do three or four entrees and three or four different sides. So it's almost that they could feed themselves and repurpose those meals. But again, that's what my kids have pretty much been eating for five days, for five years. It's funny <laughs> because my daughter's like, hey, what's for dinner? And my wife says, icon meals. And she's like, I've had icon meals. meals like for blah, 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 blah. But again, it's, I don't know, I'm spoiled because I feel like I walk in a grocery store right now. I just, it's a waste of time. Uh, right. Me, right? It's but, a lot. Um, <laughs> so interesting. Um, when you think about distribution and like um, delivery and whatnot, do you feel like, or have you discovered you need to at some point have another location where you're putting meals together? Or do you not need that because of the shipping? Have you figured out shipping? I guess is my point. Yeah. So shipping is probably your biggest headache, right? It's like, I don't know if you do a thousand, two thousand boxes a night and you're going in, it's like, I feel half the time it's my biggest headache because we control everything until it leaves the dock, Got right? It. And then again, won't say anything bad on either couriers, but they both suck. So um, it's like, I don't know, I feel like I'm dropping stuff off at 
Vegas <laughs> and it's going on red or black each night. But <laughs> right. um, so from that standpoint, it's I think we're in a good location. Texas is central, so if you had to pick sure. one place. Yeah. Um, we can accommodate both coasts, but again, still we've learned a lot. We typically we're ninety nine percent. We've been shipping for five years plus with FedEx, and that's that's a great. Camp that I don't want to go, but it's it is what it is. So we've started to use what's called last mile delivery options. And if you look at your, you understand that in this industry, but what that means is basically taking a larger shipment to a, I don't know, a local geographic presence. So let's say from Texas, we ship, I don't know, 30,000 or 40,000 meals on a truck to Orange County. From Orange County, then someone picks it up. And does the AKA, local. Uber Eats, Uber model, sure. right? Where there's um, company owned drivers that are then dispatched and they typically have a hundred mile radius. And that changes a dynamic from, let's say, 30, 40 bucks, maybe 50 bucks down to eight to 10 bucks. Totally. So there's a huge cost savings. And on that one truck, maybe per meal, it's, I don't know, eight to 12 cents per meal. Wow. So those are the dynamics. But again, um, you got to adjust some different parameters where I mentioned we ship five days a week. That's not relevant for us for everything because they don't have 40,000 meals going to every single location that's right. per, per day. Right. So again, um, Working on changing those metrics, but that's one of the dials that if you looked at sort of a red, green, yellow sure. with your from a business standpoint, we're making that that yellowish red dial go to green. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of emphasis on that and focus on this. And then what about like that. loyalty or bundling? Do you do you offer any discounts if you buy four, eight, 12 meals, I don't know, um, certain number like of meals or do you, do you not need to do that? Yes, we do some promotions. We're not uh, a lot into, I'll call it cost cutting and stuff. Um, we tell people right up front, if you're looking just for the cheapest meal, that's not us, right? right? So, yeah, and that's okay. Um, I just wasn't sure. But again, we do a lot of different promotions and stuff. So we'll typically give like free shipping on certain dollar amounts across all across the U.S. We do a lot of um, inclusions. We do bundles sometimes with the seasonings with different products. Um, again, on the site as well, what's been really popular for us, we do a lot of different boxes. So we have, I'll call it like more or less dietary, just I'm calling also around the buzzwords, but keto, right? So there's a keto box, sure. there's a lean box. Uh, and those are probably people, we get a lot of people saying, hey, I know I need to eat better, but what do I need to eat? And so if you're directing that way, it's one click. It has them, they're sort of what they need to eat. Um, people can also, if they want to try, so we have a chef box, which is a sort of sampling of 12 different meals. But those boxes have been very popular and they're a little bit uh, we'll call it discounted over if you were picking individual meals. Interesting. Really, really cool. Um, so you, as you look forward in the next six to 12 months, like what are keys to growth it, and how do you think about menu, um, new items and things like that? Yes. Yeah, so we're always using um, our menus a, probably almost a year right now. Right. Oh, wow. So it's interesting. You're going okay. through on a quarterly basis because again, as you know, it ties into supply chain and food costs and all this other stuff and looking at um, when we started, we had like 125 different meals and then we figured out, well, crap, it's a lot of ingredients to go across <laughs> a lot a of lot. different meals. Right? Yeah, so, no doubt. Again, it's utilizing the same ingredients across different similar concepts and similar for meals. But um, so again, we have quarterly updates right now, pretty much through the end of 2022. I'm sure on different um, um, different specific dates and stuff, we, we do some specials and different things on, I don't know, different occasions. Um, from a growth standpoint, we have uh, a lot of new partnerships and stuff. And that's basically... So we've been working with a couple of big ones. UFC was announced. Um, we cool. do all the food for UFC. Very, very cool. Um, all the fighters, all their their dietary in the, in the PI. That's one thing that we um, have some pretty cool stuff coming up. We also just signed a, a big three-year deal with the USA Triathlon Association. Oh, very cool. Um, that's awesome. So the USA Triathlon Association makes a lot of sense for us just based on that's, again, they need a certain 
they need food, right? right. They need to at the optimum to be able to push at the optimum levels. And uh, again, so we have some other um, partnerships coming up, but really a lot of focus on that. A lot of focus on um, some more marketing initiatives and stuff. And uh, you'll see a revamp of the site. We have a, a lot of different um, CPG products as well coming. Interesting. Additional snack items. Got it. And uh, we're in a few big bucks now, but you'll see uh, us in some other, I'll call it shelf space in different locations. So, Got it. But, really, really yeah. cool. Um, I always love to ask our guests for advice or lessons learned. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, uh, people thinking about launching their own business. Uh, I think, and by the way, I, we haven't had anyone else in 400 plus episodes on doing meal delivery. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, share with our audience some some advice, maybe two or three things that you've learned in the time of building this brand that, that you think they might find helpful. Yeah, it's always probably what you, you don't know, right? So from the standpoint of, like I said, way back, I didn't know that there's any such thing as FDA or USDA. Right. <laughs> I don't know anything about inspectors. And all of a sudden one day this lady comes in and she's like, I'm going to inspect this. And I'm like, I'm like <laughs> inspect <"You> guys, what? <laughs> yeah. You guys remember like, I don't know. I'm maybe older, but you guys remember Saturday night live and who Pat of was. And you didn't know if Pat was a guy or a girl, whatever. So this lady comes in, she's wearing a camouflage hat. She's got a Bowie knife on her leg and she's got a flashlight. <laughs> oh and all of a sudden she's in our kitchen crawling around on her stomach underneath our fridges and all this other stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, but I didn't know anything about HACCP and all this other stuff back then. So I think one of the biggest things they said, a lot of people um, that have money typically will outsource a lot of things. So specifically our HACCP, right, which is our, our quality and our, our planning and stuff, but then you don't understand how to implement it or, or anything as such. Right. Sure. So I, I say, spend the time, learn what you need to, or put people in place that have that experience and not just always go the easy route and spend the money. Because again, if we had done that, we would have failed in a lot of different areas. Um, I think also stick to your strategy and stick to your, uh, I don't know, your realm of expertise or whatever. There's a lot of shiny objects all the time that I could be jumping all over sure. on. But again, it's really um, sticking to those core goals because when you're building a team as well, if you're casting that vision out there, but then you're jumping around, your people get confused and they can't follow that line. So I, I think that's those are some of the key things. Also, another lesson learned for me is, um, again, I've known this, but it's probably one of my weaker, I don't micromanage. And again, it's... Um, I'd say hire slow, fire fast, right? It's fair. Because um, that's caused us some different issues over the past few years, especially in the last couple of years. But that's one thing that I definitely need to... Uh, that's interesting. To in a small business too. I mean, that's growing. That's a challenge. Um, and this has been so awesome. I mean, so excited for you and the brand here and where you're going. And um, you got to come back, uh, obviously, down the road and share more stories with us. Todd, sh uh, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, et cetera. Yeah, it's everything on social media at Icon Meals. Um, main website, iconmeals.com. And uh, again, if you guys like food, you like food porn, images, et cetera, <laughs> you can go to our site. We're doing a lot of giveaways all the time on Instagram. You can be an so ambassador. I saw you can be an ambassador yeah. for you guys as well. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and any partnerships, anything, we're always open to um, lots of discussion. We do a lot of corporate business as well over the past few years. So That's awesome. A lot of different um, things for corporations. So much potential. So fun to see a brand like yours growing like this. Um, so, hey, man, thanks so much for being here. Look forward to having you back on. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. 
If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.